Do you want to find out how to take your best clients and multiply them? We've got key value driver number seven for your business today. Join us to find out what it is on this edition of The Inside BS Show. Hey now, I'm Nikki G. This is The Inside BS Show. I am here today with my partner, Dave Lorenzo, the godfather of growth. Dave, how are you? Hey, Nikki G. I am absolutely fantastic. It's so great to be with you. I feel fresh and invigorated <laughs> and ready to go. So we're talking today about key value driver number seven. What is it, Nicola? What is key value driver number seven? Key value driver number seven is sales and marketing systems and support. So let's dig in, Dave. We're still talking about driving business value for you entrepreneurs, and we are in part seven of our 10-part series. So let's dig in today with point number one, Dave. Tell us what it is. All right, so before we get to point number one, I think what we need to do is describe this entire process to people, and then you and I can just have a conversation about it because that makes the most sense, and that's the way it makes the most sense to entrepreneurs. Here's how I want you to think about this. There are people walking around right now who are the perfect client for you. Your job is to find them, rope them, and pull them in, and then get them to buy stuff over and over and over again. That's what you gotta do. So your sales and marketing systems should do just that. And if you have a way to document that you're doing that repeatedly for each product line in your business, you're gonna be able to maximize your business value. So. When it comes to sales and marketing, here's what the entire process looks like regardless of the business that you're in. The person that you think would be an ideal client or customer for you, that person, we're gonna call them a suspect. Some people call them leads. I love to call them suspects because we suspect that they might be the ideal client or customer for us. Then they go from being a suspect to being a prospect. And that happens when they demonstrate interest in your product, in your service, or they demonstrate interest in you. And that process of demonstrating interest is conversion. You convert them. Think of it from a religious practice, right? You convert them from suspect into prospect, right? And then after they're a prospect, you nurture them, you nurture them, you nurture them. Think of them like a little squirrel. You're holding out a nut to try and get them to come closer to you and closer and closer. Finally, you drop the hammer on them and put them in a trap, right? That's when you convert them from prospect into client. And then once they're a client, you embrace them and you bring them close to you and you get them to purchase over and over and over again. You can tell I am incredibly passionate about this. So at each step in the, in the process, suspect to prospect, prospect to client, client to repeat client, there are things that you do to bring these people along and that whole thing is called the client life cycle. So if you have systems and processes in place for each of your products along the client life cycle and you can demonstrate how those systems and processes are effective and they can be predictive of the revenue that you're going to realize, that is how you enhance the value of your business. I mean, we can pretty much just end the show right here. I could just drop the mic and walk away, but that's it in a nutshell. Having systems and processes all along the way, that is of incredible value to your business.
Hey, Nikki G, did you know you can also get our show as an audio podcast? Of course I know you can get the show as an audio podcast. I'm on it. But does our audience? I don't know. So those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Just search up the Inside BS Show with The Godfather and Nikki G, and you'll find us right there. Click the follow button so that you never miss a show. Now, there's a couple of reasons why you're going to want to do that. Nikki G, tell them what the first reason is. You get to ask us questions. That is exclusive to our podcast listeners. Yeah, we only answer listener questions on the audio version of the podcast. We don't do it on video. So if you want to hear what everyone's thinking, or if you want to ask us a question, you got to download the audio podcast. The second reason, and my favorite reason, is because you can take us with you. You can have a little Nikki G in your pocket while you're working out in the gym, washing the dishes, or walking the dog. I love me some Nikki G in my pocket when I'm walking the dogs. I don't know about you, Nicola, but that's one of my favorite things to do. Absolutely. Take us with you. After you watch this episode here on YouTube, go to wherever you get your podcast. Click the follow button so we can go with you on your journey and you can ask us questions. We will see you or more like hear you there. So, Nikki G, let's talk a little bit about each of those parts. What do you, what questions do you have? So you're the entrepreneur and you just heard this from me for the first time. What questions do you have? I have a lot. So let's start with it. So I love this. Suspect to prospect to customer. That's what we're working with here. Tell us, Dave, how do we first drive the suspects to our business, which is step one in this client life cycle? Well, actually, Nicola, what we need to do is we need to look for, find those ideal suspects. And the way we find them, see, the best thing about this is that those suspects, we've got clues, right? We're like Sherlock Holmes. We're the best detective. We know where all the suspects are. How do we know? Because we only go after people who look like our best customers or look like our best clients. That's how we round up the suspects, right? So if you're sitting in the living room with the butler and Ms. Mabel and a candlestick, you know one of them is a suspect and one of them isn't. And the reason you know is because one of them looks just like your best client. What we choose to do, the thing that makes us different, is we have a proprietary process for identifying where those suspects all hang out. We ask a series of questions, we do a deep dive into your business, and we can uncover the people who are the ideal suspects for you. We can probably do it better than you can because you're too close to your business. Sometimes when you're so close to your business, you can't figure out which end is up. You go after everybody, and that is not the most efficient or most effective way. So the first step, Nicola, is identifying who those ideal suspects are and then rounding them up in mass, which we are really good at doing, once we've got them all rounded up, we've got them all corralled in one place, we know where they all are, then we can start the process of converting them from suspects into prospects. Does that make sense? Okay, it does. So now we've identified the potential pool of the suspects that we need to bring in the door. We have a system that we put in place that is proprietary, so no one else, especially our competitors, can go and immediately replicate that. So we're not going to share that with everyone, anyone. We're going to make sure that stays protected in, in, inside our company and with only those who really need to know it. So how do we move into the next phase? What do we do with this? We know where they are, but how do we go get them and drive them to us? 
So that evangelistic conversion process from suspects to prospects occurs when the suspects raise their hand and say, I'm interested in what you have to offer. I want to hear more about it. Or I like what I'm hearing about your product. Tell me more. So that conversion process can take place in a number of different ways, and it is dependent upon what business you're in. I'll give you a few examples. So in professional services, like in our business, for example, we have the enterprise value roadmap that we offer to people all the time. So we go out and talk to CEOs. I do seminars for CEOs all the time. And at the end of the seminar for CEOs, I offer them the enterprise value roadmap and I hold it up and they all look at it and I say, if you want this, raise your hand or send me an email. They send me an email and once we get that email, boom, that person is converted from suspect to prospect. I'm in a room full of CEOs. There's eight of them. Three of them are interested in the enterprise value roadmap. The other five aren't. Why am I going to waste my time pitching to the other five? They didn't want the roadmap. They're not interested in improving their enterprise value. The three that are interested, they've moved from suspect to prospect. Those other five, do we give up on them? No, but we got to hit them with a different offer at a later time. The people who take us up on that offer move from suspect to prospect. That's the conversion process. Okay, and so let me give a few more examples for our audience out there. So you used, I mean, that was great, a downloadable report. So something that's adding value to people. They are looking out for it, asking for it, so we know they are interested. For you out there, it might be, you know, advertisements you've put out and someone asks for additional information. Or maybe you have a website form. Someone has filled out the form. Or perhaps you sent out a newsletter and someone has responded to the newsletter or somebody has subscribed. So now we know they have some level of interest. So that's really what we're looking for, I think, is the trigger here. Some level of interest that lets us know they're further along. Those are going to be the likely individuals or companies that we're able to start converting into prospects. The other ones, they're still there. They just need a little bit more work. Think of it this way. You're, you're walking down the aisle in Costco and you smell something really good, and then there's that knucklehead cooking the Swedish meatballs, or at Ikea, the person's cooking the Swedish meatballs at Ikea, and they're giving out free samples, right? You take the free sample, and the person who's cooking them goes, did you like it? And they say yes, and they immediately hand you the box so you can put it in your cart. You converted right then and there. You converted from suspect to prospect, and if you take that box, guess what? You're going to convert from prospect to customer because you're going to pay for that box of meatballs, and that whole process happened in the span of a minute. That's a great example of suspect to prospect to client conversion, suspect to prospect to customer conversion. That conversion process from prospect to customer only comes when they spend money. I don't care how much money, but when they spend money on your product or your service or a product or a service, they convert from prospect to client or from prospect to customer. Make sense? Makes sense. So now, how do we get them to keep buying the meatballs? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. We, sometimes we want them to keep buying the meatballs. Of course, they're going to keep buying the meatballs because they like them. But we also want them to learn that we have spaghetti that goes with the meatballs. We want them to learn that we have buttered noodles, which go really well with the meatballs. And we want them to learn that sometimes when you don't feel like meatballs, uh, maybe you want cheese and crackers instead of the meatballs on that occasion. Or maybe you want pigs in a blanket instead of the meatballs on that occasion because you can't eat meatballs every day. So on Wednesdays, you have pigs in a blanket instead of meatballs. I mean, you can do a whole host of things because what happens at each step in the process is a little bit more trust is, is invested, right? So to go from suspect to prospect, 
there has to be authority, believability, and credibility. So there's a little bit of trust that's that's invested there. And then once they become a prospect, they're learning a little bit more, learning a little bit more. They start to invest their confidence in you that you can deliver what you say you're going to deliver. And when they're fully invested with their confidence, that's when they convert from prospect to client. So that trust level increases gradually. Now, if you want them to keep buying from you, you want them to buy new things, they have to invest more trust. You want them to buy the same of the old thing, they don't really have to invest more trust, you just have to make it friction-free for them to do it. Think about it this way, if you want them to keep buying the Swedish meatballs, all you gotta do is make sure the Swedish meatballs show up on the night when their family expects the Swedish meatballs. So you can get them into a subscription service. That's why Omaha Steaks, or if you wanna go high-end, Allen Brothers Steaks, works so well because they know people who like meat, they have a sample of the meat, they give them the feedback that they love the meat, and then the meat just shows up at their doorstep every month, like clockwork, so everybody knows, hey, tonight's the meat night, we got the steaks from Omaha Steaks. It's, you know, you can make it so that the recurring revenue is almost on autopilot if it's something that they like and they need over and over again. The repeat revenue, they have to invest a little bit more trust. So there's an education process and it, everything has to be friction-free along the way. You can't create roadblocks. You can't create barriers. It has to be easy to, uh, to make that purchase over and over again. And that's why these systems and these processes are so important. So let me, if I may, Nicola, give the, the proper labels for each of the different aspects of this process, okay? So rounding up the suspects, finding them and rounding them up, that's marketing. Deciding who to target, how to target them, how to get them interested, and then how to make that lure for the little squirrel to come closer and closer to the trap, right? How you do that, that's all marketing. And then springing the trap on them, closing them, that's sales, right? Marketing is all about, if you're, if you're talking about textbook college marketing, it's all about traffic, and then sales is about conversion. Sales is about getting them to sign up. So suspect to prospect, that's marketing. Prospect to client, that's conversion, right? Finding the suspects, converting the suspects to prospects, marketing, then converting them to clients, that's sales. If you wanna talk about repeat business, I would consider that business development. Digging in, getting deeper share of wallet, deeper client lifetime value. The businesses that get the highest multiple always have really strong client lifetime value, meaning the clients are focused on repeat purchases, the clients fo are focused on recurring purchases, and the clients recommend the products and services to others. Repeat, recurring, and passive revenue, just like we talked about, oh my gosh, it seems like years ago, way back in show number one. What do you think? So Dave, you have now fully described the system part of what our today's topic is, but what about support? Yeah, I'm glad you asked about that, Nicola. Thank you for that. Um, the support part of this is, how you get the people in the place to get to make this stuff happen, right? How you put the right people in the right place at the right time to make this stuff happen. And there's three components of this. There's onboarding, there's training, and there's ongoing mentorship. 
And that really comes from all of the aspects we've talked about, having them well-documented, but having somebody that can lead this process for you. So when people are valuing your business or when people are doing their due diligence on your business to determine how much it's worth, they wanna make sure that they can predict what that revenue is gonna be, but even more importantly, what they're gonna be able to take to the bottom line. So how effectively and how efficiently do you attract these new clients and customers? How effectively and efficiently do you bring them on board? And how deep are those relationships? Those are all things people are gonna look at, and that's driven by people in your organization. So what people who are doing due diligence or folks like you and I who are helping people enhance the value of their business are going to look at is, What's the sales management process like? And does it enable all of these things across the customer lifecycle to happen in a friction-free way? What is the recruiting? What is the onboarding? What is the training? And then what is the ongoing mentorship like? And does that make these things easy? And does it make them, ha make them happen quickly? And then after we look at that, we're going to look at the management process. Is it easy for the managers to deliver this information, this training to people? Is the training really well documented? Is there a process in place that makes sure we're getting the best people to remove the barriers, to create this friction-free process? So that entire system and support is run by people and the, the people are the support part of the system. So the managers are critical and the people on the front lines are equally critical. Do you have a process in place to not only identify the client side, but also identify the side of the business where you're attracting new people, you're bringing them on board, you're training them, and then you're mentoring them once they're out in the field, making it happen every day. This is one of the most under-examined aspects of a business, and I'll tell you that there are a lot of places that have a great client life cycle. There are a lot of places that have really great systems that bring people in the door and get them through to the place where they're clients. And then everything breaks down because the support on the back end, the management team and the processes in the business development function are not as well cared for as the systems to bring them on board in the first place. So that's how we dig deep, deep, deep into this process and make it happen. And that's where systems and support come together. How'd I do? You did great. So it, having the right support is also going to be a critical piece of this because it's not just about bringing them in the door. You don't want to end up with a circumstance where you have to just keep bringing in new customers and they keep leaving. So that's why that support part is so critical. And that comes down to personnel and making sure that they're doing an excellent job in making sure you're retaining those customers who are not working as hard for that business to keep coming to the company. So you have heard me here today. This is exactly how you're going to drive that new value to your business through sales and marketing support systems. If you enjoyed today's show, please watch another episode. This is the Inside BS Show. I'm Nikki G, and you are? Dave Lorenzo, the godfather of growth. And we'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>